Welcome back to another exciting week in the Web3 universe. I'm your host, The Mayor, and you're listening to the best NFT media-nominated NFT and Chill podcast, the show that discusses interesting topics with artists, creators, and thought leaders from the Web3 space. On this week's episode, we have the CEO and co-founder of CoWrite, and this is part two of the Music in Web3 series. So sit back and chill while we explore the exciting world of NFTs and Web3 together. Okay, and we're back to the show. Who I have with me today is Mateus from Portright. Do you want to give yourself an introduction? Thank you so much for reminding me. I'm a, I really appreciate the opportunity to speak with you. My name is Matthias, as you mentioned. I am the CEO and the co-founder of CoWrite. And a little bit about myself, I would say I'm a true music guy. Early on in my career, I tried my best to become a rock star. It didn't work out that well, at least not economy-wise, but I had a blast during the 90s. It was fun. I was fortunate enough to end up at the University of Music as a commercial director in the Scandinavian territory during a very interesting period in the music industry like 10 years ago when Spotify and streaming was introduced to the world. And I think that led me to a lot of conclusions. We basically shifted from Scandinavia. I think the whole industry shifted in a very fast way during the last 10 years when you have seen blockchain and cryptocurrency and the whole Web3 growing. I realized that this technology is probably the reason for the next revolution in this industry, which is why we basically started up CoWrite, primarily focusing on, on radical changes, getting into digital in different aspects. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm excited to see where the space expands and to music. Music is, is a huge thing. So what do you see as a utility for the music industry using blockchain technology and NFTs? I think there's plenty, uh, of course, but I would say the main point and the reason I think this will be so fundamental going forward is pretty much the relations between fans and their art, vice versa. So I think historically in the music industry is probably one of the few industry that has been built from the get-go based on those relationships. It's the creators and it's the people that love the music, the fans. That is basically the business. Then for technical reasons, there have been different middlemen in positions like the record label that could help creating the value between those players. Looking at the whole vision with Web3 and Utopia, basically, these decentralized models where communities build businesses together, I don't think there is any industry out there that is more fit to this kind of idea than the music industry. Because you have the artists, they are the creators, they create music, which today is a very sort of light digital asset that can fly around globally very easily. And it, you have the fans and the audience that listens to this, and you have 99% of the population globally that loves music. And it's like, it's a very sort of engaging product, and it's a typical creator's business, where I think most of the ideas around blockchain will fit. To summarize this, it's all about the community building. The music industry is there to solve a bunch of problems. First problem is that every artist needs a budget or funding for a project to be able to sort of buy the microphone or record the music or, for that sake, live while he or she is creating. 
then when they have the funding, of course, they need to use their creativity and, and create something. And then after that, it's about distribution and marketing to make sure that these songs cut through the noise. And historically, these are elements that the record label helped the artists. They, they had the studios, which is now home with a laptop. They had the distribution networks to the CD stores, which is now streaming services, which is fairly easy to distribute to. And then you needed the funding and the marketing support. And that's where I think the next revolution will happen, where Web3 technology will make so much sense because it opens up new doors for, for artists to get funding through the community, but also marketing and promotional support through the community, which normally was a centralized business and now can become much more decentralized. I believe Web3 technology will be as important as maybe streaming was 10 years ago, looking at the next 10 years to come. So we will see a big shift. Yeah, absolutely. Just the fact that the artists and the creators will get the lion's share of profits instead of having to give it to a middleman. I mean, I think that's why artists are so drawn to the NFT space. You know, instead of giving most of the profits to a gallery, it would work in the same sense for people who are creating music. Also, you know, if an artist is getting the lion's share of the profit and they don't have to give it to some middleman, they can then incentivize with profit sharing. So in terms of music industry and the blockchain, how would making a song into an NFT work? That's exactly what the service we're building and actually have launched already. So at least we have some idea. We have 2,000 fans that are prepared to contribute like $5 each, which is more like a beer. Uh, from like 2,000 people, you will get like $10,000 in funding, which is probably a normal advance check for a sort of mid-sized artist for a song. So if you did that, then you have split the risk among 20,000 people. It's not a record label that you need to compete with in this case. It's more like the whole record deal kind of structure sort of utility would a person have that does pay that $5? Can they expect something back in return with that sort of business model? Or is it just the music that comes out? What happens is that the artist starts the process setting a funding goal and decides uh, how much money they want to raise, let's say 10000 in this case. And also they set the percentage on how much they are prepared to share. So it's not the label in this case. It's totally up to artists. Uh, it, it sets the sort of generosity of the campaign, and that is super transparent towards all backers out there. What then happens is that the backer can get into the service. They can invest actively in these song shares, doing so with the cryptocurrency or fiat, because we think it's really important to sort of not forget about the big percentage of music fans out there that's not into crypto yet. The song shares will end up on the chain. And then what happened is that co-write our company, we distribute the songs to all the streaming service and we collect the royalties coming back when the song is streamed. And then we split it among the backers according to the deal that's been done every month in the same time when the artists get the royalty check coming in from Spotify and Apple Music and all the other players out there. Fans get their fair share over the term that's decided by the artists as well. But what then is so exciting going forward, which I believe which will, will be the real game changer, is when you can start using crypto and blockchain technology to actually incentivize actually promoting the song in different ways. Could be stuff just following the artist on Spotify or sharing the music that you just invested in or participating this. We did, for instance, a project with Alan Walker, the, the Norwegian huge DJ here the other month. And he actually created his song together with the audience. So he invited hundreds of different backers and fans. He called them walkers. Participate in the crafting of the track. Fans doing the vocals. It was fans doing the bass lines. There were fans doing pretty much everything. And Alan was compiling that into a song called Unity that we now put on co-write. And we managed to get like 3,000 backers supporting it. And now he's sharing the revenues with his whole crowd. Good starting point, but we will add on features. of Because in the end, it's about 
creating real value. And the cool thing with these kind of models is that we actually have the substantial value in the music asset that we actually are selling. It's not only collectibles, it's not only art pieces. That element also will be explored and part of this. Historically, people tend to buy a lot of merchandise in the music industry, which is pretty much what you see now digitally in the NFT space. So I think you will see a combination of these more sort of sustainable utilities, which are revenue sharing and sharing the pieces of content that you actually have created, but also people will be prepared for music art and collaborations in that space. So it's very exciting times ahead, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's incredibly interesting. And the community and the backers and people involved will be doing a lot of marketing for that song or project because they are incentivized by the profit sharing or, you know, other utility that they might be able to get. You know, this is definitely the future of so many industries and music is is a huge one. Why do you think that more musicians haven't got into this space and music hasn't become bigger in Web3? Is it because of locked into deals with record companies and they, they can't do stuff on their own or, or branch out? I think actually it's a combination. That's, that's definitely the truth in a lot of aspects, I would say. The music industry is still pretty old school in that sense. I used to work a couple of years in the media industry for a big media house in Scandinavia called MTG. And we were investing a lot into esports at that time. And I think the, the interesting parallel was that when you looked at the gaming industry, how that developed when services like Twitch, they created like entirely new business models based on the relation between the gamers and the hosts and the backers in this case, or fans. So it was everything from like tipping to subscription, while the music industry, of course, it changed a lot with streaming, but still the sort of fundamentals were there. You got signed by a label, you got distributed by a label, you got sort of marketed by a label. And as an artist, there were, were no really great platforms in to sort of develop these fan relations. That is what's changing now. So you see two big trends. I would say one is the, the mid-sized independent artist that hasn't been signed to label yet. They are going, all of them going independent. And that is the biggest growth in the music industry right now, like the mid-sized, middle-class, independent professional artists. They will never go to label. They just know how to build their own businesses and they will turn to Web3 as long as they understand the technology and have a MetaMask wallet. So I think that's, it's still only, I think, 5% of the population that do crypto. When that grows into mass market, the artists will follow. The other trend I would say is that you see primarily in the EDM genre where artists has been pretty much independent, even though they on the way they signed to labels because there was a smart move in their careers. You see a lot of artists doing tryouts within this space because normally they have done smart deals. So they can do some stuff with the label and some other stuff outside of the label deal. And when you see a lot of looking at the EDM space, I will say that is the first genre that will be successful in the, in this space. That's why also Alan Walker is a perfect example on this because he's basically want to become more independent now. He's been with Sony for, for several years. He's super happy with that relationship. They work great. But now he has a community of 115 million followers in totals, which is pretty good, which now opens up opportunity for his next move in the career to sort of create this brand and build this community together. And to do so, he needs to engage these guys in a more genuine fashion. So they can't just be followers and love his music. He wants to bring them into the family, basically becoming business partners together. If you're an artist and you manage to sustain solid and sort of loyal fan base, that's what will make your music live for ages and live on your art for the rest of your life. Yeah, the phenomenon will increase over the years to come when the crypto space is growing. 
Absolutely. Indie music has been increasingly popular. I would say probably in the last decade, it's growing extremely popular. You know, the rise of social media, they really don't need a label to get very popular, especially with being able to just upload your music to a streaming platform. So in terms of what the NFT would look like, would it be more of like a share or like a pass or would the actual music be in NFT form? You probably have all these aspects and there will be different types of NFTs. Of course, I, I can't tell the 100% about the future, but I bet that you will have one element that is about co-ownerships and revenue share. If you believe in me, I believe in you. And if we help each other out with some financial muscles and some, uh, some joint promotion, we share the success together. That's the sort of original crowdfunding kind of model. Then you will have what you said, participation or maybe governance or maybe like getting into the team kind of models, which is more like passports into a closer community around the art. And thirdly, I would say it's the art, which is the collectible section. And I think you will see a lot of collaborations between like NFT visual artists and NFT music artists. So I think there's a lot of business to be done if you're a visual artist now that could help music artists create their next generation of creative products around the music. And I think looking at the metaverses, music, we have a very natural and fundamental part in these digital worlds. If the radio stations was a big promoting channel for music in the old days, I think the successful metaverses going forward will be so as well. I have seen a lot of concerts with artists and I think all these players are trying to create like club scenes and stuff so you can have like performances in those spaces. From an NFT perspective, if you manage to create like a great digital concert in a metaverse, of course you will be able to sell digital merchandise there. These are the four elements like sharing, uh, revenues and profit. It could be being part of the club or getting closer to the artist, but also digital merchandising creations. And then you have these NFTs that holds a fundamental true value, which is the music. Because I think in the future, this will be the, the way to do music marketing and, and funding. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited to see where the music industry goes. I mean, the whole metaverse thing with putting concerts on virtually to where everybody all over the world attend them. Like you can make a music video for a song and have it as an NFT being sold on OpenSea, Wax, whatever blockchain is their preference. I mean, the sky is definitely the limit. Being a fan of an artist, like I like this guy and I sort of relate to this kind of music. It is a way of sort of showing your personality. So just owning a piece of music that you love is the thing that you will talk about and you want to brag about. So I think you're right. Selling these kind of things on secondary markets, showing other people what you, what you love and what you have invested in and what you believe in. So I think that fits well in this. Of course, you will have t-shirts on your avatar in the metaverse with the artists that you support. And if you have a music that you own in NFT, maybe you walk around with a boombox playing that music. So there's so many things that will happen in the years to come. That makes it very, very interesting. And I think the biggest barrier right now is, is education. Being able to educate not only artists, but people in general, and just getting more and more people into Web3, into NFTs, into cryptocurrency and the blockchain is the most important thing. Last question, how does Cordright go about spreading education and trying to bring new people into Web3? So the short answer on that one is we want to balance Web2 and Web3 to deliver the best. Web3 is a very, very early stage. And we believe to make a successful product about co-write, it's about bringing in all the Web2 persons into this world and then basically show by example. 
there are things today that is super simple to do in the Web2 space in our business model. So we can go in as a fan and you can fundraise an artist using normal dollars and you can get a revenue share. But then comes the features that you can only do with crypto, which is about these engagement factors and, and the systems that you can create around the tokenomics. We, we're introducing a point system, for instance, called fan power, which will make it possible to sort of on a scalable level, give incentives to the backers forming these kind of marketing initiatives and missions and stuff that we can set up on the service. I think just one year ago, it was much tougher to get into this space. It's easier today. There are several of solutions with, you know, custodial wallets and all these technology tools that makes it easier for people to sort of enter this space. It's important to balance Web 2 features with Web 3 and try to help people on board, both artists and fans. Absolutely. Great answer. Mateus, I want to thank you so much for coming on the NFT and Chill podcast. This was a really educational. I learned a lot myself. I hope the listeners did as well. And I'm definitely excited for the music industry to make an impact in Web3. Yeah, thank you so much once again for having me. It was an interesting conversation. As you're here, I'm, I'm pretty psyched by, about these matters. And I, I think now it's all about execution and it's about collaboration between players in this field to make this mass market in the next couple of years. So where can people find you and uh, Courtright? I would say the best way is to surf into Corewrite.com and sign up. And of course, you can follow us on the regular socials like Twitter and Telegram and Instagram. Excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much. I really appreciate you coming on NFT and chill. Thank you so much. And that's it for this week's show. I want to thank my guest Mateus from CoWrite for coming on and discussing the music industry, what it's going to look like in Web3, the early stuff that's happening right now, and the way that musicians and fans can work together to both benefit in this space. So go check out CoWrite. They're doing a lot of awesome things in the space. And I just want to thank everyone for listening as always and all the support. It's been incredible. I just got back from NFT NYC. I got to hang out with a lot of friends from the space and meet a lot of listeners. Shout out to MetaBunny and Will from Organized Crime Apes. We had a really great time together. The CEO of Spotify was there. They're trying to learn about Web3 and figure out how to get more involved in the space, which is great for music and NFTs and Web3 as a whole. There was a lot of companies there that have done nothing in Web3 that were just there to learn and figure out their next steps in integrating and getting involved in the space. So that was really cool to see too. Make sure you're subscribed and we'll be back next week with another awesome episode. Subscribing to the show and leaving reviews is always a huge help and it's greatly appreciated. So we'll be back next week with another excellent guest and awesome topic to discuss. I'm the mayor, and you're listening to the NFT and Chill podcast.